0: Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace,
1: and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. So ever since the episode where we discussed consciousness and conscious and all of that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. like it's been really kind of going over in my mind a bit and it's like, wow, that's a really interesting definition Mm -hmm. Of it, and probably like the most accurate one I've experienced. But I'm still trying to like get round it in my head. Okay. So first of all, can we just take a step back for a second and discuss the bodies? Yes. The body. I know we talk about this a lot, but you've got physical body. Mm -hmm. So how we physically interact with the world? Yes. You've got emotional body. Yes. So how we feel? Yeah. How we feel our way through the world? Exactly. Mm -hmm. We've got mental body. Yes. So that's all the ways in which we can use our mind in interacting with it's the world. It's how
0: we process the world through our larger mind. So it's not just our this small everyday mind, like the mind that we use to get through our everyday life, which is which contains the ego, which is a product of our fears and sort of filters our reality. The mental body is much broader and allows for when we can transcend and eliminate a much of our ego, which is through healing our fears, right? It's the much larger perspective that we can hold in our awareness of our reality.
1: Understanding that it's not just what you think. It's not the little voice in your head. Your, that's not your mental body. Your right. mental body is anything you can do with your mind. So meditation, for example,
0: meditation um, allows you to access that larger awareness. Yeah,
1: that's what I mean. Yeah. Or, but like you, you can tell like if you're listening to this, like your mind becomes bigger. It goes somewhere else. It does something else to you, right? Yes. And then you've got your spiritual body, yes. which is effectively your connection to something bigger.
0: Yes. And can only be accessed through the emotional body. Thanks. Well, the reason it has to be explained this way is the fact that the spiritual body is not reached any other way, right? It's not like I'm just going to meditate and my mental body will get me there. That doesn't work. We really need to have our emotional bodies healed. When we talk about consciousness and all that kind of stuff. Yes. It does not involve the spiritual
1: body. Okay. Yeah. No, it right. does not. Exactly. So we can move, you know. Um,
0: <laughs> move on, Liz.
1: <laughs> that's what you're trying to say. <laughs> no, it's, I think before we even get there, mm-hmm. we need to talk about, so up until this point, we've been talking about healing those bodies. Yes. Not necessarily, I assume the spiritual body never needs healing. Um. No, it does. Okay. Because that's where we carry the trauma of our karma. Okay, fine. So all four, this is what we've been doing up until now. Yes. So it's about healing the mental body, Mm -hmm. which means transcending our fear and our ego. Mm -hmm. That is healing the mental body. Mm -hmm. It is healing the emotional body. Mm -hmm. So allowing all those emotions that we have shoved down and ignored to come out and be released so Mm -hmm. that we're able to experience emotions in the now rather Mm -hmm. than old emotions asking us to give them their attention.
0: And we do that by paying attention to our emotional triggers.
1: Healing the physical body. Yes. So being at our best. Mm -hmm. physically but that also includes loving
0: ourselves physically yes and paying attention to what our physical symptoms are trying to tell us because there's always an underlying reason why our bodies suffer that forces us then to examine our spiritual suffering exactly Mm -hmm.
1: and then healing our spiritual body which is obviously the karma the shit that happened that caused us to break from the divine yes So basically, in a very short version, Mm -hmm. to make it very clear, it's removing the fear and the ego, therefore healthy mental body. It's allowing all our old emotions to surface and allowing our emotional body to be in harmony with our present Mm -hmm. rather than with a past that's happened or a feared future. Mm -hmm. It's about paying attention to our physical body and forming a relationship with it, being connected to it and honoring it Mm -hmm. in whatever way it is. And it's about healing the separation between who we are in this life and the bigger divineness, divinity <laughs> that we are.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: And those are how are how we heal all four of our bodies. Okay. Now, once we've healed the physical, emotional, and mental bodies, mm-hmm. or we've healed them, as you say, enough. Yes. So that we are able to be present in moments mm-hmm. and respond authentically, using our current emotions, current mental state, and our current physical state, mm-hmm. we are what you would call conscious. Yes. Sorry, I just had to break it down that way. That's fair. Yeah. It like took me six minutes, but I think it's important. If we're going to keep talking about it over and over again, <laughs> then, let's just do it season. once. <laughs> then just as an adding when we also operate from those three bodies plus our spiritual body we're not just conscious we're in our higher
0: consciousness yes yeah but for the sake of this episode it's just enough to be aware of our consciousness as in the three bodies being fully aligned in awareness
1: yeah right so for example let's take two scenarios one when you're still very much locked in your karma and one when you're not okay when you're very much locked in your karma and something happens yes if you're still locked in your karma It's going to be a measure of your worth. It's going to be another way in which you're not good enough. You're going to be reacting from the things that happened in the past.
0: Why does this keep happening? Why does this keep happening? Exactly. I'm in a pattern. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I'm trapped. I'm lost. No one um, loves me. I'm never going, I'm going to be alone the rest of my life. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and what
1: do you do? You squash down the emotions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Your mind starts going to, what if I act differently? Yeah. What if I did this? What well, if what I did, did I do wrong? What? Exactly. Yeah. So I then, texted him back yeah, too fast. Exactly. So that's all the fear and the ego. Yeah. And so you're keeping yourself locked in that. Therefore, you're not in a healed mental body. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, maybe I was, maybe it was my big ass. <laughs> maybe that's why the date didn't go well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it could be anything or we don't fit physically. He's not tall enough for me. It could be even like physical judgments that we make because we, we put such limitations on the human body.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Okay. Even though we would say that that could be a function of the mental body. It's not, we, we limit our bodies so much through our very own perception of not just our own, but others through our limited sense of what beauty is, what hotness means right? What physical attraction means and what that requires.
1: Which is so interesting because we all know that when, I'm sure this has taken a turn (laughs) as an episode, but uh, we all know that when someone can be so beautiful, but if they have got a shitty personality, they're no longer beautiful to us. We know that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. We know that these things really can shift depending on how you feel about someone.
0: But how we perceive our own beauty really will dictate how we perceive another's. So if we are very limited in our own self-perception of our physicality, we will project that onto the other person. So we're only going to look for very specific qualities. This person has to be this height. If we hold a lot of insecurities around our physicality, we're going to project them on the other person without a doubt. And
1: that's when you're kind of operating from your karmic perspective, right? Very much. So let's say you've done the work and you've healed all this stuff. And if you need to know how to do that, seasons one to four are there. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> including modules, there's a lot on there. <laughs> then let's say you're able to make clear decisions based on what's happening now, yeah. what's happening in the moment, where you want to be mm-hmm. and who you actually are, not who you are afraid of being. I do struggle to maintain consciousness. I do struggle to maintain Hmm. that awareness. I find that I dip in and out. Yeah. And I notice that we do that almost as a collective
0: as well. Yeah, we do. That's what we've done throughout humanity. You know, historically, that's, we go through those periods, those dark ages, if you will, of lower consciousness, of massive amounts of separation.
1: And when we talk about separation, what we really mean is that kind of that fear, judgment, shame.
0: Well, the extreme polarity that occurs, right? So we um, shut off
1: our emotions. We use our physical bodies like they're another tool. like Exactly. Like just to means. survive. Exactly. Yeah. It's a level of self-preservation. And our minds, our mental bodies are just full of the fear. I'm glad we actually defi- defined it properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when we can say like low consciousness is, you know, when you're totally operating from fear and ego, Mm -hmm. where you've totally separated yourself from your body, you've squashed down your emotions, you're separated within yourself, all your bodies are separate, you're not whole.
0: Right. But those periods of low consciousness that show extreme separation, right? They were really just part of this whole third dimensional consciousness game. How low can we get? And what those periods bring us to, then they give rise to periods of greater consciousness, it's not necessarily like going dark, like what we have discussed before and doing the shadow work. It really is like, how low and separate can, or will you feel? What will it take to then get you to wake up? Because people don't wake up just because they've been loved and supported and propped up and told that they're magnificent creatures. They're like, yeah, I just know I am. I'm good. Right? Right. Part of what has shaped humanity specifically has been separation. And the greater the separation, the more we are forced then to realize our divinity. Because it it ends up being sort of reactionary. And that's how our consciousness was able to develop in third-dimensional separation polarity. But what happens, because we continue to exist in spite of that consciousness third dimensional reality never shifted we would suffer as a result so we were always looping right we're looping toward a level of evolution but it's sort of a spiral where it's like you're spiraling forward so you move forward but go backward in those cycles so as much as those periods of consciousness were great like you see the renaissance you know you know when schools of thought come out and great art is created And you see people were able to break through in order to bring forth great knowledge and wisdom, they end up suffering for it. There's always a price to pay because that's what polarity teaches. And so our story, what is embedded in our what we would term our cellular memory, because as we know, as epigeneticists will teach, the body contains the memories of everything it's ever experienced. And so our cellular memory within our DNA contains all of the information that if I do this, I will suffer for it. So we're still suffering. We're still suffering in the state of lower consciousness because in some ways we're afraid of what it will mean if we become more conscious beings. What defines a dark age is the amount of fear that is present. And because we're moving from one consciousness spiral, third dimension, to another consciousness spiral, fifth dimension, everything has to come up. So the amount of fear that is, that is surfacing, that is still not fully surfaced at the time of this recording, it's because the only way through this particular dark age, which we didn't have before, is the fact that we have to come into our own individual power in order to transcend it. Hence the transcending humanity title.
1: So whereas before in other dark ages, we just have to grin and bear it.
0: Oh, yeah. That means that there would be some kind of governing body to move us through it, whether it be a particular religion or government or society to help bring us through. This is not the case. It has to be on the individual level, which is why it's so difficult.
1: Which is why it feels like there's so much fear everywhere. Yes.
0: So fear does block us, right? I mean, it really is what keeps the light at bay. It's also how we see ourselves. It's also really how we function within our bodies. It's really, and that's why discussing consciousness was so important in the beginning, is because while we're still struggling and getting through, and many really want to understand how to heal and make it through this period, they're still stopping short of what is necessary in order to get there. Which is? To grasp that they are far bigger than they allow themselves to believe. And by far bigger, we mean that there is that indelible spirit, that powerful individual that is contained within a very large soul. And that is the higher consciousness we discussed, the spiritual body. Because until they can really grasp what that spiritual body means and does for them, until they can grasp that they are this soul having this human experience, that they really are not puppets of some divine design but that they are the ones designing their lives, they still remain small. And that smallness will then keep them in a state of fear.
1: How do you know that you're designing your life? And how does you how do When you, you are free
0: life? to make your choices. When your choices don't have to depend on external circumstances to the extent that they do now. It doesn't work that way. Becoming an empowered individual does not happen because someone is taking care of you. It's understanding though that when you make a choice to take responsibility for your life, what we've been waking up to is the fact that it's always been the case. So the more aware you are, the more conscious you are, the more aware of others' fears you become. And when that fear starts to spill over, because it always does, fear it cannot be contained. It's not something that could ever be contained. We just thought it could be. It gave us the false comfort. That somehow fear could really be contained. I'm okay. I'm okay.
1: So then with this fear kind of coming out and coming out, Mm -hmm. does
0: that mean it's just going to get darker and darker? It could. Yeah. It depends on everybody. How much light are we willing to hold? If there's a dark age, that means
1: there's potential for light?
0: Always. There's always potential for light because we are in body. But what we're having to understand And what is coming up and cropping up and what we have been needing to discuss in order for people to be aware of really what's going on in order to help them hold the larger perspective is the fact that this dark age exists in order for all this fear to surface. And while you were sort of, when you were asking, like, really, haven't we been dealing with fear? What we've really been dealing with is fear that has been sidelined. We're actually just been on the fringes of the dark shit. We haven't been fully confronting it and dealing with it. I guess
1: like from my own experience of dealing with fear, the only way to get rid of it is to lean into it and face Mm -hmm.
0: it. It's less about the individual and more about what that individual fear had helped create collectively. We've all been victim and perpetrator in our story, Mm -hmm. but effectively what we have to own and accept is the choice to believe the story to begin with. And that is something that people have not been able to do.
1: And I have to be honest, that is the hardest part in all of it. (sighs) Yes. I I can tell you that I have worked through my fears. I have worked through recognizing the story. I have done a fuck ton of things. Mm -hmm. But taking true responsibility Mm. that I believed a story and really shifting my perspective Mm -hmm. enough to see that it wasn't real, for me anyway, is the hardest part. But that can only really be done... By being conscious and actually living.
0: <laughs> because what doesn't serve us is to double down. Like I
1: feel alone, therefore I'm gonna push you away so I feel even more alone.
0: Or the you know, the truth is about to hit me, I'm seeing it for what it is, and it doesn't feel good, it's getting uncomfortable. Oh my god, oh my god, nope, it doesn't there. It's not there. I'm just gonna say it's not there, and it's not there. Yeah. We teach we think we're doing future generations a favor, teaching them to survive it. Don't do this, do this. While also then reinforcing The story and keeping it very alive. It's not by denying the story that it ends it. But until we can allow for the possibility or potential of another, it gets us nowhere. But it's important to understand it's not our fault we carry it. We have to take responsibility for it to end, but it's not our fault. It's understanding that it all plays into that story. But as we said in the previous episode, you didn't come here just to heal the story. You came here to be someone else. So once you've healed those pieces, see them for what they are, then you work toward becoming a person who is truly free of that, whose life does not mirror any of that shit anymore. That we don't even have to wear it like the tattoos or scars of our prior existence, Because if bef- you will.
1: Because in 3D, we came here just to heal. Yes. A part of it. Yes. Not transcend all of it. In this life, we've come here to heal it, transcend it, and live free from it.
0: Exactly. And that's not going to look like what our 3D experience looked it's like. It's going to look
1: totally different. We won't even know what it looks like. Because no. it's never been done in our physical. So therefore, our cells have never carried this new life. It's something we just do not know. Exactly. Because we want to be transcending our humanity.
0: Precisely.